Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> yeah, normal service has been resumed. Yeah, it's time for me to sit in my garage and talk away to myself all about pipe bands. Sure, where else would you be on a Wednesday night? Hey, yeah. So I have to say, first of all, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland bagpipe and its people. And yes, like every other podcast out there, it's a cliche by now at this point, but I'll just remind you that if you do want to help support the show, then you can do. Go over there to Patreon and click on support. There's links in the show notes there and everything. Um, and yeah, I have to say uh, a, spe- a special shout out to our Patreon faithful at the moment who have been yeah, really quite active, and there's been a lot of great content up there on Patreon. Uh, so, yeah, go and check it out. There's a serious amount back there. It took too long for me to talk about, but yes, there's a lot of extra content. If you do want to get your mitts on it, then that's how you go and do it. Go to Patreon, click on support, and you get access to all of it. Yeah, plus you'll be safe in the knowledge, knowing that you're helping support your favorite wee piping podcast. Indeed. Well, this week's pod, we are playing a wee bit of catch-up this week, folks. Not going to lie. There's going to be quite a lengthy pod, I I think. Uh, We've got a lot to get into. Uh, Of course, the AGM from this past weekend. There was a lot there as well. And uh, mm, Yeah, we've just got a lot of catching up to do. So we've got weekly drones, we've got listener mail, we've got all of that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, first of all... Let's get out of the way of all the introductions. They're all done now. Uh, but let's open the door to listener mail, shall we? Okay, right, let's get into it. Good and proper. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, by the way, please do it. Uh, because there's a wealth of great content over there. Uh, so, I have to say, some stellar performances from Inverary and District. And, oh, man... Some amazing music was played at that event, and I have to again give full credit to Gary Smith and the organising team there behind the scenes who do work tirelessly putting this huge event together, and honestly, I think it was a roaring success. Now, full disclosure, there was actually an interview recorded on the dance floor with the guys at Inverary. I'm sure you heard it. It was towards the end of the podcast last week. I didn't know if it would work or not because the music at the time was like so loud And I don't know if I could even hear myself think, never mind carry out an interview. So I think that's the first time I've ever recorded an interview on a dance floor in the middle of a nightclub, basically. Uh, So it turned out pretty okay, actually. So if you are curious and you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to that. So that's a first for the Rab Show there, right there. Doing an interview from a dance floor in a nightclub with the guys at Inverary. <clears throat> oh, that was a lot of fun, I have to say. And a great night. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to tell you uh, when I managed to come through the door again, back home again. But let's say uh, it was the following day. Uh, and that, that, yeah, that kind of paints a picture right there. It was a lot of fun. Seriously great event. And full credit to Gary Smith and everyone there for raising a serious amount of money for charity. We don't have any totals as yet. 
But we are hopeful that we will get those within the next coming weeks. Uh, you know, as everything, all the donations and that get finalized following the auction and all of that. Uh, so, yeah, once we get a final total from Gary, hopefully we'll get him back on the show again and he can tell us all about it. Yeah, and hopefully it'll be a tidy penny or two. Indeed. All right. <clears throat> Enough about the kids with cancer night. Just let's get into listener mail, shall we? Our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. And each and every week we open the door to all of your thoughts, comments, queries, all of it. Um, last week we did suggest that if you had any commentary at all, to send it to us through Weekly Drone if you don't want it read out on the pod. So, yeah, it seems to be uh, that's exactly what you guys did because we've actually got a few of them this week. So, yeah, I have to say the listener mail that we got this week was all pretty much commentary on last week's episode saying about how great Inverarian District were sounding along with... All right, spoiler if you haven't already listened to last week's, but you should have by now. Uh, Inverary give us a bit of a sneak peek of their brand new medley. Yeah. Don't know if you managed to catch it or not, but it's, ooh, it's a good one. And, yeah, whenever we get a chat with Pipe Major Stuart Little last week, he was talking about that this is a look back in time. He called it a bit of a retro medley. And it really is. Like, they only played, like, the first half of the new medley. And obviously, it is a work in progress. It probably will change a great deal before they actually hit the grass with it. But um, very interesting stuff. Yeah. And it's so, mm, again, I know it's an advert for last week's pod. But go and have a look at it. And, uh, yeah, have a listen to that little sneak peek of the new medley from Inverary. Yeah, really interesting stuff. All right. So thank you to everyone who's emailed us in and saying thanks and everything, you know, for the great music and that. Uh, So, yeah, we'll pass on your thanks to Gary Smith and that. Obviously, a fantastic night. All right. Listener mail is behind us. But, yes, if you do want to send us in your own listener mail, any questions at all that you'd like read out on the pod, then please do email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Right. Well, with that being said, yeah, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rabsha Podcast. Recurrence. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is Recurrence. And for good reason. For those of you that have been following the RSPBA annual general meeting and the proposals and all of that stuff, you'll get to see why we have this week's word of the week, which is recurrence. Because it seems to be that history is repeating itself. It is recurring again. Um, We're going to get into all of that, of course, and all of the news and updates, but I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about whenever I mention that this week's word of the week is recurrence. Mm, I can see a lot of people nodding along right about now. So, yeah. (laughs) This week's Word of the Week is recurrence, and we'll get into all of that in this week's news and updates. All right? So I'm not going to talk about it here at this point in the show. Spoilers. So, yeah, well, we'll get into it on all the news and updates. Uh, But it's it's there for good reason. History does seem to be repeating itself. And, uh, hmm... Whether that's a good thing or not remains to be seen, Uh, but uh, we'll get into all of that. All right, well, now that we've done all of the news and updates and stuff, um, well, yeah, it brings us on to Weekly Drone. Now, as I've said, 
we have to do a bit of catch-up here. Now, we're going to bring a couple of weekly drones to this week's episode and possibly a couple on to next week's. But we're still, I think we have four in total, three maybe. I don't know, but we're playing catch-up here, folks. So, yeah, it's been a while since JD has been back in that weekly drone seat. So, yeah, JD, let's start with the first one for this week, mate. It's a weekly drone. Hey, Rab. I listen to your show often, and I am quite surprised at how many times you have stated that people do not want their letters read out loud on the show for fear of reprisal. I heard recently that there has been a large reduction of new pipers and drummers joining our ranks around the world, and this sort of political pettiness is going to do nothing but drive people away. Why can't we just enjoy playing the instrument that we love and not get into petty politics with name-calling and the like? To be honest, I am sick and tired of people complaining about the associations and how they are ran, but don't want to throw their hats into the ring to do something about it. Then again, it seems that those at the top of the associations have a dictatorial stranglehold over the members through fear. It is that fear, I believe, that stops people from volunteering and prevents them from speaking out. It is a sad state of affairs that we have to deal with this stupidity in order to compete and be a good standing member of an association. Mm, yeah, there you go. Weekly Droner jumping straight for the jugular, eh? <laughs> That's a hard-hitting one right there. And yes, it is a common complaint here on Rab Show. We did kick off every episode, in fact, well, this one included, with uh, listener mail. And a lot of the mail that we do get say, Rab, don't read this out, but where do you hear this? And this happens more often than not. Any email that we received to the show was either planning for future episodes or, you know, for, you know, way down the line in the season. Uh, or there are commentary on previous episodes or asking questions or giving opinions. And a lot of it, I have to say probably the majority of it, a lot of people do not want it read out on the podcast. And for just that reason, the fear of reprisal. Now, politics and pipe bands is nothing, nothing new. And obviously, in my time in pipe bands, the guts of 30, 40 years, it's been a long time where politics and piping has always gone, gone hand in hand with it, I guess. You know, the dealings with RSPBA headquarters, either at a huge level, at a branch level, or headquarters level, or even in, the own band, in your own band. You know, <clears throat> office politics play a part in the management of your own band. It's so, yeah, I guess it's one of those things when dealing with people. It's one of those, we're just going to have to learn either to put up with it, live with it, or try and harness it in some way and try and improve it. Ourselves in the Rab Show, we do provide commentary on it, and we obviously talk about the goings-on at the headquarters level. We also talk about, you know, band management, event management, all that sort of stuff. And we do hope that we provide some sort of an insight as to what's going on so people can inform their own decisions and opinions on the matter. So I have to say, we have been kind of hung out to dry in the past for not giving our opinions and remaining firmly on the fence. Well, that's changed. Uh, I did say New Year in January. 
new Rab show. Yeah, we're going to start giving our opinions on particular items, and that has already dropped us into hot water. Uh, so whenever you're saying about, you know, the moaning and complaining about the management of associations and name-calling and all of that type of stuff, well, we're certainly not in that business. Uh, we certainly want to try and help improve our piping scene by making suggestions on what our opinions are of how it could improve. So, uh, yeah, Weekly Droner, have to agree, can we not just play music and enjoy it? Yeah, because it will absolutely put people off from lifting that instrument. I know a lot of players, actually, who have walked away from the instrument because they just can't hack the politics. And that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there will know at least one person who's probably quite a talented piper or drummer for that matter, but they they just can't face playing at a competition because of the sheer amount of political intrigue around, I guess. Oh, you can't say this because, oh, the judges might hate you or, the, you know, the officials might, you know, slate you and, you know, mark you down or something. Oh, discipline. Blah. No, that's, I, I don't know. That hasn't been my experience to date. Uh, But it has, you know, some people do have stories out there. And I guess that's the fear, you know, the fear of reprisal. If you do poke your head above that parapet and give an opinion, will you be tarred and that tarred and feathered, you know, and that's it. Your band will never win a prize for forever and a day. That remains to be seen, but there is that genuine fear. So, yeah, Weekly Droner, you hit it right on the nose. And, uh, yeah, that was a good one. And definitely worth an email or two. If anyone out there has an opinion on that, listening to the pod right now, and that fear of reprisal, it certainly does harm our piping scene, I believe. You know, it does put people off from lifting that instrument in the competition circle because why would you want to bother with all that stuff when you just want to play hornpipes and jigs and enjoy yourself? You know? Anyway, I think I've rambled enough on that one. But, yeah, that's... Hmm... That was a good one. Thank you, Weekly Droner, for that, whoever you may be. Right. So, that's Weekly Drone number one. Let's get into number two then, JD. Yeah, we're playing catch-up this week. So, what's the next one then? It's the Weekly Drone. Rab Show team, can I say a massive well done to the RNZPBA and their online coverage of the national championships last weekend? The quality of sound and visuals was fantastic, along with the expert commentary, was just a pleasure to watch. Multiple cameras covering two competition rings, and I haven't even mentioned the street march competition, which was absolutely a highlight for me. Well done to all involved. Such fantastic work. I have to say, this shows what can be done. The RNZPBA are clearly embracing the modern world and providing both the access and the budget to providing coverage of their amazing bands. RSPBA should now consider just what are they doing? Other branches around the world are showing themselves to be progressive and outward looking. What are the RSPBA doing? Canceling major championships? but still wanting to pay themselves allowances for just turning up? Just about tolerating the big rab show and allowing them to turn on their cell phones standing on the sidelines, whoopee. RSPBA, please sit up and take notice. Learn from this fantastic example set by RNZPBA who have shown what's possible. 
promote your competitions, your bands, and drum majors, provide a platform for them to perform on, and do it on a global scale. The internet is not to be feared. It is to be harnessed and used for the good of our piping scene. You can see for yourselves just how fantastic the coverage of the weekend's New Zealand Nationals was and the massive potential events here in the UK could have. Wake up, RSPBA. Time to catch up. Oh, weekly droner. <laughs> Do you know something? I think you read my mind. Uh, yeah, but of course, that was all talking about the New Zealand Nationals that happened over the weekend. And uh, For anyone, obviously, we're going to get into this in the news and updates, but for anyone who watched that live stream coverage from the New Zealand Nationals, you got a real appreciation for what was being provided, you know? Uh, where they had live cameras across multiple arenas, there was multiple angles, the sound, the video... All of that, I completely agree with you, Weekly Droner. It was absolutely fantastic, and full credit to the team there behind the scenes putting that all together. I know exactly how much work would go into something like that, so yeah, full credit to you. Uh, but yeah, I take your point, Weekly Droner. Um, this is now the RNZ PBA, as JD said about the RNZ PBA uh, here in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the mic now. Uh, but yeah, the Royal New Zealand Pipe Band Association, honestly showed what could be possible. I have to agree with the weekly droner there. Uh, it's one thing that has always been lacking with the UK scene, especially with the, the major championships and such, with ourselves and Rab Show trying our best to fill a gap that hasn't been filled, I guess, since we've started doing this. Uh, we have always maintained that us and Rab Show were live, you know, presenting live streaming and such because no one else is. And uh, it's, yeah, that's that's the sole reason why we've, we've done it up until now. If the RSPBA themselves see this example now being set by New Zealand and what just can be possible, who knows? I really do hope that they can see this as a prime example of promoting their scene in New Zealand and, yeah, as you said, giving their musicians a platform to play on. And on a global scale, absolutely. And so, yeah, here's the hope now. That RSPBA can see this as being a fine example of what is possible. And, yeah, I do share your hopes there. And, yeah, your closing thought there. Wake up, RSPBA. Time to catch up. Um, yeah, it's been a while, actually, since this technology has been around. And, uh, yeah, but so far reluctant to embrace it, I guess. Uh, so whether there is a budget there or a will to do this, I have no idea. I have no clue. Ourselves in Rab Show, however, we will continue to do what we can to publish and publicize, you know, our piping scene as best as we possibly can. So that's where we will fit in. We'll do what we can to try and keep that wheel turning. If the RSPBA, however, were to bring in a professional production company and start live streaming events, hey, absolutely, I will be the first one in the queue to watch it, you know? Obviously, I'm going to be there in person, you know? I would rather be there in person if possible. But yeah, if I couldn't, be in person, you know, for whatever reason, then having that option to tune in online would be absolutely brilliant, you know? If anything, that's something I want to raise, you know, just when we're on the topic of the live stream and stuff, we'll get into it, of course, and news and updates. Uh, but if you looked at the sheer crowd that was there at the New Zealand Nationals, it's very clear to me that the live stream didn't affect it, you know? that All of these people that were there 
they very well could have stayed at home and watched it on the telly. Uh, but they didn't. They all, yeah, left the house and went to go and see it in person. And, yeah, that's been a, a long-time argument of ourselves here in Rab Show that live streaming, we believe, doesn't hurt the piping scene. If anything, we believe that it helps to promote it in a way. And if anything, just now, I was watching back at uh, the Canterbury's medley run before I went in to hit record here tonight in my garage. So you can look back at these performances, you know, a week, a month, three years later, and they're still there, and you can listen back to them again. So they do have an archival purpose, you know, that you can look back at these old recordings and just remember just how good they were, you know? So... Yeah, there's an argument to be had here, I think, around live coverage of events. We've now seen what can be possible. And we really do hope that RSPBA will take note from this and hopefully not get left behind. Yeah, Weekly Droner, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. I couldn't agree with you more. So, uh, yes, I, yeah, I'm going to hang myself out to dry here. My opinion is exactly that of that Weekly Droner. I would completely agree. Yeah, there you are. All right. Yeah, given strong opinions here in the Rab Show pod. Who would have thought it, eh? But there you go. If you do have uh, your own particular weekly drone, then you can send in your own. Go to the website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. Or you can just have a look. There's a big button right at the top of the page. Weekly drone. And yeah, you can send us in your thoughts, feelings, opinions on anything at all completely anonymously. There you are. So, uh, yeah, as I say, we're playing catch-up. We're only doing a couple this week, but we'll do a couple more possibly next week as well. There you are. So we, we will get caught up. There you are. So if you have sent us in a weekly drone, don't worry. We have got it, but we're just not bringing it to this week. Well, we'll bring it to next week's pod. All right. Uh, right. Let's get on with things, shall we? Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi, Rob. What's the crack this week? Rob, 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 what's the crack this week? 
so what's the crack this week? Well, we're still playing sort of catch-up from when we were at the Kids with Cancer Night, so we've got quite a bit here. Uh, but here's some of your headlines, actually. Uh, so, yeah, we have all the entry forms that are now available for all of the major championships. Uh, so if you are going to be playing at any of those this season, then, uh, yeah, we'll get into all of that and how you can do it. Also, we have the big announcement of the pre-Worlds concert. Yeah, hosted by Glasgow Skypipe Band. We had the announcement of who's playing at it, so we'll talk about that. Of course, we've had the Scottish Schools Pipe Band Championships this past weekend. What an event that was. We'll talk more about that, of course. And yes, we were just talking about them there and Weekly Drone. The New Zealand Nationals were this past weekend. Oh, my word. Yeah, so we'll talk more about that. Of course, as promised... We'll get into everything from the AGM. There was quite a bit to unpack. We'll give you a little bit of the headlines, I suppose, of what happened there. And uh, there's quite a bit to unpack from the AGM. We might not get into all of it, but we'll do our, our best. Right. So there you go. That's what. Yeah, that's what's the crack this week. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to get into all of the news and updates, don't you? McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments crafted from the finest materials using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Okay, time for the news and updates. Well, first of all, I have to say a full credit to the Dundee, Perth and Angus branch of the RSPBA because they have announced something that's really came to the rescue of pipe bands. I don't know if you've managed to see this or not, but yeah, you've probably have seen it, right? Because it's been a bit of a buzz since it was announced. Yeah, the dollar pipe band and drum major competition will be taking place on May 20th. This will be held at Dollar Academy and will feature all grades and drum majors. This is on the same weekend that would have been the British Championships. <clears throat> yeah, I know, we're not going to get into all of that. But as you know, that's cancelled. So bands essentially were at a bit of a loss as to what to do. So... Yeah, shout out to Dundee, Perth and Angus branch. Honestly, this is such fantastic news. So, yeah, we're all heading to Dollar Academy School and this is going to be quite an awesome competition. Yeah, because it's right perfectly placed in the calendar, I would argue. So, if your band wants a good run out, then now's your chance. Uh, Entries are now open, of course, all the way up until the 28th of April. So, yeah, get your forms in. Be sure that you're there for the dollar pipe band and drum major competition on May 20th. That's going to be a real stellar one to catch for sure. Now, when I'm talking about getting your entry forms in and all of that, well, yes, they are now up on the rspba.org site. So, Yes, full information is available there, and these were for all bands who have paid their fees. All right, yep, that old chestnut again. Recurrence. 
Uh, they're going on again about the payment of fees. Now, the payment of fees was due on the 30th of November last year. And uh, if you haven't paid or you've paid late, then you're risking a 20% penalty on top of what you should be paying. And then it increases and all that stuff. Anyway, we're not going to get into all of that penalty stuff. But for those bands who have paid their fees, you have access to enter the four major championships this year. And each one has its own Closing date. So the UK Championships, their entries are all available now, and the closing date's the 26th of April. All right, so maybe eh, a wee bit of time. Uh, the Europeans, they're open now currently as well, and their closing date is the 10th of May. The Scottish Championships in Dumbarton, of course, their closing date is the 14th of June, and the Worlds, the big one, their closing date is the 5th of July. There you are. Now, if you do want the full information on all of this, then go along to rspba.org. They've published all that up there on their site, but detailed information as to what's required. If you are going to be competing at any of these majors this year, please let your band secretary know that the entries are now open. Please don't leave it until the closing date, until the very last moment and go, crap, I haven't got the form in. So don't leave it so long. Get your entries in now, get them in early, and have your confirmed entry for your major championship yeah so just i there's been so many occasions of bands not being able to compete because they haven't filed their paperwork so i'm giving you forewarning now rspba.org get your entry forms in each competition has its own closing date as i mentioned Uh, but yeah tell your band secretary the entries are now open make sure your band is entered right now, not only for the bands, but I have to give a shout-out to the soloists as well. The Ulsters, yeah, the Ulsters Solo Piping and Drumming Championships is scheduled to take place 22nd of April in Listen to Garvey High. Uh, well, entry forms for that are now currently open. Yes, if you want to get your entries in and you want to compete at the Ulsters, then, yeah, like I say, go to rspbani.org and get your forms in. Uh, so, yeah, full information, of course, is up there. Now, I think the closing date for this is... Uh, I can't find it here. So, mm, hi, there you go. Information's up on the website, and I've poorly written my uh, my script writing's terrible. But the, the, the full info is up there on the site. You can go and check it out for yourselves. You don't need dates from me. Uh, so go along. RSPBANI.org. Get your entry forms in for the Ulster Championships. Uh, yeah, there you are. The Ulsters. Just around the corner, actually. Fantastic stuff. Right. Moving on to the next bit of a news story, then. Right, well, speaking of solo events, actually, I have to talk about there's another World Solo Drumming Championship Qualifier event that was recently announced there. Yeah, it's going to be happening in British Columbia, BC, yeah, in Canada. So, yeah, the BCPA annual gathering and all of that, that, so that's all going to be a part of this. So it's going to be called the Pacific Rim Solo Drumming Championships, and it'll be held on Saturday, April 7th. Yeah. So, uh, for more information on this, there has been a full article published, of course, on PipesDrums.com. You can go and have a look at it, where they've listed all six qualifiers now for the world solo drumming. Of course, we recently had the Intercontinental Solo Drumming Championship, uh, and that was on the February 18th in Dunedin in Florida. Um, then, just coming up, actually, in the near future, we have the Scottish Solo Drumming Championship. That's going to be held in West Lothian, Scotland, on April 1st. We now have the Pacific Solo Drumming Championship in BC, in Canada. That's on the 7th of April, as I'm chatting about here now. And then we also have the Euros. The Euro Solo Drumming, which is happening in Scotland on the 22nd of April. We still don't have a venue for that yet, but we do know it's going to be in Scotland somewhere. 
We have the British Solo Drumming Championships. That's going to be the 14th of August. We reckon that will be in Glasgow somewhere. And then we are still waiting on details on the UK solos. Yeah. So for all you solo drummers out there, there are multiple different ways that you can qualify for that semi-final if you're competing in the seniors. So, yeah, for full information, of course, you can go to the BCPA bcpa website or of course you can check out the full information on rspba.org for all of those qualifying competitions so it's great to see there you go six qualifiers before the world's opened its doors so exciting stuff yeah and we do know that being pre-qualified for that senior final it yeah it could mean a huge difference to competitors so if you do want to be pre-qualified then you may want to attend one of these events for sure so, yeah, keep a keen eye. There's a lot of them happening through the month of April. And then, yeah, the British in August and possibly the UK's in late August, September time. We're, we're guessing. Hasn't been confirmed yet. But as I say, yeah, go along to rspba.org or even that article, pipesdrums.com, and you can go and check out all that information. All right. Moving on. We're moving away from the solo scene for a little while. Uh, I have to give a shout for the event that happened this past weekend on March 12th, which was the Scottish Schools Pipe Band Competition. Wow, is all I can say. Especially the freestyle. Oh my god. It was so much fun. Uh, So yeah, we've seen a lot of the uh, footage and stuff that was filmed and a lot of photographs and that. I'm not going to read a who's who of who won what, where and when because there's a lot. Uh, But yeah, suffice to say, the event was a roaring success. Um, I've had it on good authority by a lot of people who were on the ground at the Scottish Schools competition who said that it just seemed to have, I don't know, and it exploded. It's getting better and better every year. Uh, So if anything, I caught a recording of us at Renfrewshire Schools. I think they were playing an Ozzy Osbourne song, Crazy Train. Uh, so, yeah, and they had pipes in it, pipes and drums, and playing Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. So creative, man. It was so much fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I took from this event. You know, you get your traditional, your MSR and all that kind of, you know, you get your traditional pipe band stuff, but you also get this freestyle event, which is just the best crack. Honestly, it's so good. Uh, so shout out to all of the schools and to all the tutors and everyone involved there, the organization of this fantastic event. It's really showing piping and drumming is in a very healthy place. Uh, so yeah, shout out to everyone there at the Scottish Schools Championships. It was such an enjoyable event. And for everyone who picked up silverware, well done. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, I've been thoroughly enjoying all the recordings and stuff. So we've been sharing those out as we can find them. So, yeah, get yourselves over on The Rab Show on social media, and uh, I will share those out everywhere. And go and check out that recording, actually, from Renfrewshire Schools, uh, playing Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. That was that was really cool. Really cool. You, you wouldn't think that Ozzy Osbourne works on bagpipes, but it does. It does. There you go. So that, that was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on. I have to give a shout then to the Duncan Johnson Memorial Piping Competition took place. Yeah. And just very briefly, I want to run through who won what and where i guess you can go and check out all of these details of course on bagpipe.news but i did want to give a bit of a shout to is it the grade b msr was won by fraser allison yeah grade b pbrook uh was, was won by erin lanata mckay yeah there you are so yeah for full information as i say you can go and check out all of that in bagpipe.news just to let you know that that competition did happen the duncan johnson memorial we did briefly mention it in our previous pod uh, but yeah a stellar event with a huge lineup actually i think some of the grades had upwards of 22 soloists 
That's not bad. I think ah, that was the B-grade jig. actually had 22 people listed here. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. A massive event. It's so, so good to see so many great soloists involved. And well done to everyone involved there. So, go to bagpipe.news for the full listings, of course. Who won what? Uh, but, yeah, shout out to those B-grade pipers. That was just very enjoyable, indeed. All right. You've waited long enough, haven't you? Let's get into everything from the New Zealand Nationals, shall we? I have to say... Wow, first of all. I have to say, the standard across all the grades was impeccable. It was so enjoyable to watch. And yeah, I wouldn't have been able to watch without the fantastic work of the organisers behind the scenes and to Brass Band as well, uh, who managed to have all of their volunteers on the ground with cameras everywhere. It was just a bit of a technological marvel. I just don't don't know quite how they did it. Um, But honestly... It was so professionally done, the visuals were amazing, and the audio itself too was absolutely faultless. It was so, so good. Uh, So, yeah, full credit to everyone there. Uh, The New Zealand Association, to Brass Band, to all of the volunteers behind the scenes at the Nationals, it just seemed to be a stellar event. Anyone I've been talking to who was on the ground were just kind of blown away by the organisation of it all, how smoothly it went and just how much of a great time it was. Uh, so, yeah, of course, the overall Grade 1 champions were Canterbury, Caledonian Society. Yeah, convincingly so. In second place overall was Manawatu. Yeah, and third was Auckland and District. And third was the city of Invercargill. Yeah, fifth was the New Zealand Polis. There you are. So that was your overall results. I have to say, Canterbury, they did win it pretty convincingly with, uh, you know, a first in the medley and a first in the MSR competition. Uh, but for those armchair judges out there, you may have differing opinions. Hmm. But, yeah, you can go and have a listen along to your, yourself. I have to say, I was really impressed by Manawatu Scottish. Their piping. Ooh. Yeah, really good. I really enjoyed their medley performance specifically. But even Canterbury's medley too. Really interesting stuff. So, yeah, go and watch the Grade 1 competition. Very enjoyable stuff. But I have to say, some of the particular highlights for me was not from the Grade 1 ring. I really enjoyed Grade 2. I thought Grade 2 was ultra competitive on the day. And, of course, we now know that their yeah, our national champions were Hawthorne. They picked up the MSR and they picked up the medley with ones right across the board. Of course, they lifted the drum in as well. But yeah, shout out to Hawthorne. They were absolutely fantastic. But one of the bands actually that really piqued my interest was a really interesting medley from uh, the Red Heckle pipe band from Wellington. That was really enjoyable. Really loved that. And of course, St Andrews College as well played fantastically. Great tone. And their MSR was really enjoyable. So, hey, I don't know. The Grade 2 competition was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And, yes, I'm going to keep going down the list here. But there was another band that really did pique my interest. And that I would love to see on the grass in Glasgow if they could afford it and make that trip across. The City of Taranga. Yeah, in Grade 3. Did you guys see this band? Oh, my word. You talk about blowing a big sound. Ooh, Wow is all I'll say. Their medley performance, it was filled with confidence and didn't put a foot wrong. It was just so enjoyable. As uh, as my old drumming instructor used to say, it was swinging. (laughs) Honestly, I really enjoyed it. From the opening tune right the way through to the closer, the medley performance by the City of Taranga Pipe Band, very, very good. I really enjoyed it. So, hey, I would love to see them in the grass at the Worlds if they ever could make that journey. 
yeah, I would absolutely love to see them on the grass here in the UK. I dare say they could do pretty well, for sure. Yeah, playing, you know, playing like that and blowing a big sound as they did. Ooh, yeah, I, I could put the cat amongst the pigeons there. <laughs> uh, but they, yeah, at the Nationals, they they won convincingly and they lifted the drum in, of course, and the bass section as well. Uh, so yeah, City of Taranga definitely impressed me. They, they were very, very good. Yeah. All right, folks, so enough of me rambling on about how good the bands were at the Nationals. I could go through each grade and give you my own particular picks, but I would love for you to go and pick out your own particular picks because, yes, you can watch the entire event, every arena, from start to finish. You can spend hours. I think some of the streams actually were over seven, eight hours long. Um, So, yeah, you can watch every grade, every performance, and you can even watch the prize given and all of that too. Definitely. I would go along and rewatch it again, and I have done. You know, I've went back and I've watched a lot of these different bands, and so, yeah, very, very enjoyable. Do, do you know one of the bands? Another one. Oh, yeah, St Andrews College <laughs> and Grade Four A were just so good. I really enjoyed them. I, I don't know what it was, but the St Andrews College were just really, really good. And uh, there was another band that I couldn't pronounce well enough, but I think they won the medley. Uh, was the, is it the Hokonui, Hokonui Celtic pipe band? Really enjoyed their medley in 4A. So, here, I'm going to start delving through the grades here because I have my own notes of what bands I enjoyed and all the rest, and it's a bit long. And you don't want to hear a hashtag list, but yes, I am going to shamelessly plug it and promote it. If you haven't watched the live stream from the New Zealand Nationals, what are you doing? You really should go and check it out. Go and have a look on either the Brass Band's YouTube channel or you can have a look at the the official RNZ PBA YouTube channel. It's just, yeah, it's fantastic. I, I just can't fault it. And as our weekly droner explained there earlier in the show, um, there is the hope now that, yeah, this is a shining example of what can be achieved and we do hope now that RSPBA here at headquarters in Scotland will hopefully take this on board and might present something from our majors, even our minors. Who knows? But honestly, it was so good to see all of these incredible musicians doing the business in the circle, thumping out these big tunes and making it look easy. And they were doing it on a global scale. Like Here was me in freezing cold Northern Ireland watching these people in the sunshine playing hornpipes. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah full credit to everyone there behind the scenes putting that all together yeah it was absolutely outstanding well done to everyone at the nationals all right so from such positive news let's talk about the agm will we oh, right okay let's get into this now the inspiration behind our word of the week uh, we did tell you that we will get into it in the news and updates uh recurrence yeah, now we've been talking about the role of vice chair. Now we've been saying that possibly John Hughes may well get voted into this position. However, we did get quite a bit of correspondence and weekly drones on the show talking about how there would be resistance from the piping scene to allow that to happen. Now, why is that such a thing? Well, John Hughes, of course, was vice chair at the time of all of that controversy and the comp complicated time in the RSPBA's history for the renovation of the headquarters building there in Washington Street in Glasgow. Whenever they spent, is it 1.5, 1.8 million, something like that, in the renovation of their headquarters office. And uh, yeah, John Hughes was in that role of responsibility throughout all of that time. 
And then following that, retired, stepped away from the role. And then suddenly re-emerged and was back again, proposed for the role of vice chair again. Well, yeah, he's been voted in as vice chair of the, at the AGM. This honestly came as a bit of a shock uh, because we've seen the amount of correspondence that we've seen on Rab Show and it did seem that a lot of folks in the piping scene were not keen on Mr. Hughes gaining this role of responsibility. Uh, so, well, hi, there you go. It, it's, it's reality. John Hughes is back in that role as vice chair of the RSPBA. So, as you can see, recurrence, our word of the week. It seems to be history is repeating itself here. John Hughes back in that role of responsibility. We are hoping for positive times ahead, and yeah, I guess we will have to wait and see. You know, what John does bring to the role is a wealth of experience. He's definitely been there before, seen seen it, been there, done that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that'll definitely have him fit for the future, because there won't be a lot of problems that he's not seen before. But um, yeah, is that what the piping scene wanted, needed? I guess we'll have to wait and see. So... Yeah, congratulations to John Hughes, the brand new vice chair, I suppose, uh, ticking back his old position. Apparently, however, he got the position by a margin of just three votes. Yeah, so, well, it is what it is. We have John Hughes now as the vice chair of the RSPBA, and now he's in that role of responsibility. I guess we will have to see uh, what comes in the future from that, I guess. So there you are. Word of the week. Recurrence. Now, again, another thing on the theme of recurrence, another thing that was going to be discussed at that meeting was that the directors had again put forward that they would like to pay themselves an allowance. This was, it wasn't to cover expenses, it was none of that, it was nothing to do with covering their travel, their hotel, nothing like that. This was basically an allowance, as our weekly donor said earlier, for turning up. Um... So, yeah, uh, directors, I suppose, at the moment, they can't really pay themselves as trustees of the, the charity, uh, of the association. So they're trying to you know put an amendment into the rules that they can pay themselves an allowance for attendance at games. Now, this is, I don't know, it's, it's already been voted down once by the membership. That Whenever this was first brought to the AGM, it was immediately slapped down and said no the membership don't want this we we don't want the directors to pay themselves an allowance here so yeah it got voted down this time round it got brought to the agm and it had apparently quite a huge and detailed uh, discussion was held and quite a big submission was part of the papers as well about the directors all detailing about why they believe that they should be paid an allowance to attend competitions yeah, whenever you read the article that was published on pipesdrums.com, they talk about a lengthy list of reasons as to why its directors deserve to be paid. Namely, that the director is supporting the event promoter at a championship. They are not performing management duties as a trustee of the association. Hmm. There you are. So, yeah, we have heard the argument now of what the directors want to do for the second time. And... In a way, I'm kind of glad this one fell down again. The membership said, no, we don't want this. Uh, We don't want to be paying you an allowance. Now, this kind of does fly in the face of everything that's been happening this season so far. 
Obviously, with the cancellation of the British Championships, the RSPBA's finances are on everybody's minds. And so, whenever you hear about the cancellation of a major, obviously the piping scene are bitterly disappointed. But then to kick someone when they're down, they're saying, well, yes, we've just cancelled a major, but we want paid. Uh, Can you pay us an allowance, please? Uh, Whenever I'm going to Dumbarton to stand in the rain, I want to be getting an allowance. Um... It's a very difficult sell. Whenever you consider that every band person, every competitor on that grass, not one of them is getting paid. You know, There's no one there on that grass getting an allowance from the association to be there. And uh, yeah, it's one of those things when the directors are now trying to fight their case and saying, well, we want an allowance. Um, well, then if that's the case, will, will there also be an allowance for bands to attend as well? Hmm. That's an interesting argument there. But, uh, yeah, it has been suggested now for the second time at an RSPBA, uh, AGM, that directors want to have an allowance paid, and it's been voted down again. Uh, So, again, history repeating itself. Our word of the week, recurrence. (laughs) Are you you getting where we're coming from here? There you are. Now, there was another thing that was to be discussed at the AGM that we thought was really quite interesting. And we did talk to a few people about it at the Kids With Cancer night, night uh, just off the microphone, actually. And that was the suggestion from our RSPBA Northern Ireland about the adjudication and the suggestion of having two ensemble judges. One being a certified piping judge and the other one being a certified drumming judge. And um, apparently it was defeated in a vote. However, it wasn't completely outdone it wasn't completely off the table yes it's not going to happen but it wasn't voted on you know it didn't make it through the vote however it's now being taken to a working group who's actually going to talk about this idea a little bit more in detail to see is it plausible um i think one of the counter arguments looking at the article again on pipesdrums.com they talk about having enough available judges to do this so mm, that, that is a plausible one to, to consider yeah because um yeah with every major championship you're talking about multiple grades you're going to be talking two piping judges a drum and judge two ensembles it's yeah that's a lot of people uh, so do we have enough people to fill those roles it's an interesting one uh, but yeah it's it isn't off the table just yet. It failed the vote, yes, and it may well come to a future meeting. It may well be decided on then. But it has gone to a bit of a working group where they're going to talk about this. And possibly, yeah, yeah we may well see this idea resurface again. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. So, yeah, it hasn't been fully rejected as yet. It's still sort of talking, and yeah, we'll we'll find out exactly what's happening there in the near future, hopefully. But it's an interesting concept, indeed. And we would love to know your opinions on that, of course, about the suggestion for two ensemble judges, one being a certified piper and the other one a certified drumming judge. There you are. So, yeah, send us in your emails on that one. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Quite an interesting one, that. Now, I have to say, the yeah, the AGM in general was really quite interesting. We did get a very brief report, I guess, from PipesDrums.com. There was not much mention of what happened with any sort of financial reports or anything like that. So I'm guessing at this point that no news is good news. Um, I've yet to see any minutes formally published like that or any outcomes or anything like that published on the RSPBA site. Uh, so hoping that we'll get that communication in the near future. Uh, but 
Yeah. As far as any kind of financial reports or anything like that, I am just sort of guessing here. No news is good news. Things must be okay. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that front. But hey, there you are. All right. Moving on. AGM is behind us. It's been, it's done, and things are recurring again. History is repeating itself. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to John Hughes, the yeah vice chair again. And yeah, our, that directors are not getting paid again. Hmm. There you are. Right, moving on, moving on. Let's get into something a little bit more positive, shall we? Yes, the pre-Worlds concert, as it is affectionately known, has been announced formally by the Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band, who are hosting it. Yes, and I think we did have a bit of a spoiler of this as well, completely unwittingly known to us. Uh, we had Reed Maxwell on the pod there over Christmas time, over the holidays, and Reed was actually talking about preparing for this concert, so... um. Uh, yeah, that's kind of our bad, I guess. But yeah, shout out to Simon Fraser University Pipe Band as they're going to be hitting the stage at the big pre-Worlds concert, as it's affectionately known. Yeah. Now, this time, though, it's going to be a change of venue. And this has tripped up a lot of people already. A lot of people, including myself, booked hotels and stuff in close proximity to the concert hall. I know I did. I booked a hotel right across the road from it. I'm sure everyone knows it now. It's the Premier Inn. (laughs) But yeah, I booked the hotel right across the road from the concert hall thinking, hey, I'm being a bit of a a smart aleck here. I'll be able to go to the concert and then right across the road to my hotel. Uh, But that's not the case now. The hotel's hotel's moved? No, the concert has moved. (laughs) It's now going to be held in the SEC Armadillo, as it's affectionately known. So, yeah, down by the river there. So, hey, it's a bit of a trek, I suppose, now from the concert hall. So I'm definitely going to have to get an Uber or a taxi or something out to this. But, yes, tickets are available now. And, uh, yeah, the Armadillo is a huge arena, actually. In comparison to the concert hall, it's a lot bigger, I would argue. And can pack in quite a crowd. So, yeah, we are hoping that there will be availability for this one. Uh, because we do know the concert hall sells out rapidly, like in a blink of an eye. Now, tickets for this are available now. You can go to sec.co.uk, grab tickets for it. They're £26 each, but honestly, they're cheap at twice the price. The concert title is called Generations. Ooh, I like that. There you are. So, yeah, this is going to be all sorts of interesting. So... Yeah, I'm talking about the venue change. Um, the Glasgow Sky Pipe Band said, You'll see that we've had to overcome a forced venue change this year. Our traditional home in the concert hall is undergoing a major overhaul this summer, uh, with funding secured to replace the seats in the main auditorium. Yeah, so the whole thing's all been kind of redone and refurbished, so they had to move somewhere else. Yeah. Now, of course, Pipe Major Alan Bevan we love a good statement, don't we? He said, The band and I are really excited to be taken to the stage again for the Pre-Worlds concert this August. This will mark our fifth time playing the concert, with the last time being back in 2015. Was it that long ago? Wow. Yeah, I was there. That, 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 ooh, wow, that's a while ago now. There you go. So he goes on to say, It's a wonderful experience to perform in a world-class venue and share our music with such a large audience of our peers. We pride ourselves on our ability to put on a great show that is something for everyone. This year's concert will be entitled Generations, which fits so well with the history and culture of SFU Pipe Band. We look forward to revealing more details about the concert in the coming weeks. Oh, baby! 
Yeah, as soon as I seen the announcement that dropped on March 6th that SFU are going to be doing the pre-Worlds concert, I instantly, instantly went out and bought tickets. Yeah, I didn't wait. And you guys should do the same. Don't wait, all right? I do know piping folk like to kind of be very relaxed and go, ah, I might go to that thing. When's the concert? Tomorrow. <laughs> Please don't leave it to the last moment. If you are going to be in Glasgow at all for piping live for the world, and you're going to be there on the Wednesday, Please get tickets for this. Avoid disappointment. All right. Yeah, sixteenth of August, SFU pipe band generations in the SEC armadillo. That's going to be epic. All right. I can't tell you just how excited I am for this event, man. It's just going to be off the chain. So yeah, I SFU we do know can have a blistering show. They're absolutely a fantastic concert band with multiple recordings throughout the years i'm sure you can all mention your own particular favorites um so yeah sfu generations i am not going to miss this and i hope you aren't going to miss it either so if you are looking for full information go to the sec box office of course you can go to ticketmaster as well or go to the sfupipeband.com or there's multiple different ways where you can go and grab your tickets for this so 26 quid per head Again, avoid disappointment. Grab your tickets now. I have no doubt this venue will fill up very quickly uh, because it's smack bang in the middle of Pipe and Live Week. And uh, yeah, it always sells out. So yeah, shout out to SFU. We're very excited to see you guys on stage. Absolutely cannot wait for more updates. Yeah, and so we'll keep you posted if there is any. Yeah, indeed. Oh, that's exciting, isn't it? So yes, of course, I have to mention that it was International Bagpipe Day last week. Yeah, and there was a wealth of great bagpiping content all across social media. On Facebook, Twitter, even TikTok, there's been a lot of great piping action all as part of International Bagpipe Day. So it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention it. So happy International Bagpipe Day. Hope you all had the best crack. And by the looks of it, you all did. Uh, because yeah, we received a wealth of selfies and videos and all that stuff aplenty. So yeah, we've done what we can to share it all out there on our socials. So yeah, there you are. A lot of great piping action happening on International Bagpipe Day. And if you did manage to have a tune or two on that day, then, yeah, send it in to us. Especially if we didn't manage to catch it and share it. So, aye, send it in to us, folks. Happy International Bagpipe Day. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? So, just before we finish with all of the news and updates and stuff, I have to give a shout-out again to RSPBA Northern Ireland. Uh, They put out a bit of an update on their own socials, talking about the dates for local competitions here in Northern Ireland. There's been a few of them that are still unconfirmed, however, uh, but they've at least put our dates in the calendar, and hopefully... Uh, yeah, we'll get a bit of an update in future. But we're going... Well, let's go through them, shall we, just briefly. I know it's not dates for your diary just yet, but yeah. Let's chat about these. The 3rd of June, we're going to Cookstown for the Mid-Ulsters. The 17th of June, unconfirmed. We don't know where we're going yet, but yeah, keep a hold in your calendar for that one. The 1st of July, then, is the All-Ireland Championships in Balamina, which is a cracking venue. And we do know that the All-Ireland Championships will be very happy there in Palomina. It's a, such a great venue. Uh, so that's the 1st of July for the All-Irelands. 22nd of July is the Ards and North Down Championships, which are being held in Newton Ards. And we've reported on that story as well, because the, the, apparently there was a little bit of an ongoing argument between councils, uh, between Bangor and Newton Ards, as to who would actually host that competition. Uh, that argument's now been settled by the looks of things, and it's being held in Newton Ards. There you are. And so then on the 5th of August, there will be a competition, but as to where it will be, we 
don't know. Uh, but that'll be a good run out, of course. Uh, obviously, before the Ulsters, which is the following week. The Ulster Championships, which will be held this year on the 12th of August in Antrim. Yeah, and that'll also be the Champion of Champions uh, competition as well. So that's a good run out then before the big game, the Worlds. Yeah, so that's your Northern Ireland calendar, uh, which a couple of dates still kind of up there. We, we just don't know. They're up in the air. Uh, but we do hope to have confirmed venues for you in due course. So there you are. So, yeah, shout out to RSPBA Northern Ireland. For those that have been asking for details of competitions, go along and check that out. It's up there now in the RSPBA NI. Yeah. Yes, and I also have to mention that last week on the podcast, uh, yeah, we released it actually on International Women's Day. Yeah, and it was remiss of me not to actually give it a shout on the pod. However, the podcast was recorded on the weekend, uh, which was not International Women's Day. So I, to be honest, I'd forgotten that it was going to be released on a Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, but I was just surrounded with piping and drumming and loads of people and it just left me altogether. I was just excited. There you are. So, yeah, International Women's Day it was honestly such a fantastic event because a lot of the organizations around the globe were sharing out stories photographs videos of so many amazing women in the piping scene it was just brilliant to see uh, so yeah i have to give my own particular shout out to my missus behind the scenes who is a bit of a hero in her own right uh helping me keep this podcast afloat on some occasions uh so yeah shout out to my missus who's an amazing woman she's not listening she can't hear me uh but yeah to all of her incredible women across the piping scene you know who you are and i'm sure you've been celebrated by your own particular band or organization and if you haven't been then you should be so yeah i hope you've all had a good happy international Women's day yeah march 8th yeah fantastic day actually yeah great so yeah with international Women's day and everything of course i would be remiss of me to say that this weekend of course is st patrick's day st patrick's day Ah, uh, thank goodness. I, I'm, I look forward to this time of year every year because our socials always light up with lots of people all around the world celebrating St. Patrick's Day at parades, concerts, all sorts of stuff. So if you're out playing with your band at all or even as a soloist for that matter at any event at all celebrating St. Patrick's Day this weekend, then please do send it in to us. BigRabShow at gmail.com and we'd very happily share it out there on our socials. Yeah, to give you a shout. Uh, so yeah, wherever you are, Drink responsibly, have the best possible time as well, and have a good tune too. Even if you're just celebrating in the house on your own, <laughs> get the pipes out of the box and have a tune, or even the you know the sticks out from under the bed and get a drum pad or somewhere a pot and pan and just have a good batter. So yeah, have a good tune. Enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. I do know a lot of people will be involved in parades aplenty and concerts aplenty too. There's a lot actually happening at the moment in the concert scene. So, yeah, just shout out to you all who will be out playing at St. Patrick's events all across the world. And, uh, yeah, if you are out and around having a good tune, then share it with us. We'd love to see it for sure. Yeah, bigrabshow at gmail.com again. Or you can reach us on our socials as well, and we'll do our best to share it out there. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. There you go. Alrighty. Uh, well, I think at this point, ah, you guessed, I think it's time for dates for your diary, don't you? Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer.
It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show podcast. Yes, indeed. Time for Dates for Your Diary. So, pens and paper at the ready. There's quite a lot happening, actually, over the next few weeks. So, kicking things off, on the 23rd of March, we have the RCS BMUS Piping Degrees Showcase. We've been talking about this for a wee while now. Of course, you can actually turn up in person. It's £10 per person if you're getting a ticket at the National Piping Centre. Uh, but, yes, I think we are still waiting on details of a live stream, if there is going to be any of that online. So, yeah, for full information, go to the National Piping Centre's website, 23rd of March, for the BMUS piping degree showcase on the 24th of march then we're going to the glen bar in Derry city yeah uh, to support the headway charity for the mickey daily charity night and it'll be a night at the races yeah so raising a lot of money there for a great charity so yeah 24th of march get that into the diary Next day for your diary then would be the Chicago Pipe Band who are celebrating their 20th anniversary. They're doing this by holding a big concert on the 1st of April at the Niles Memorial VFW, which I still have trouble saying. I don't know why. Uh, but yeah, 1st of April, shout out to the Chicago Pipe Band and there you're throwing their massive 20th anniversary concert. Looking forward to that. Also on the 1st of April, we have the Rafo Pipe Band who are having a tractor run, which is always fun. Uh, so again, for full information on all of that and how you can enter your own tractor for the tractor run uh, you can contact uh, Rafo Pipan on their socials and again that's the 1st of April also happening on the 31st of March and the 1st of April there's a lot happening that weekend is the Balamoney Charity Tattoo which I will be hosting as well uh, so yeah expecting a lot of great piping and drumming action from all across Northern Ireland pipers, drummers, drum majors, dancers singers it's going to be amazing that big charity tattoo there in sunny Balamoney on the 31st of March and 1st of April yeah and also on the 1st of April again I told you there's lots happening that weekend we have the Scottish Adult Solo Drumming Championships yeah we've mentioned this earlier it's going to be held in James Young High School there in Livingston and yeah this is going to be a world qualifier so definitely one to attend so yeah Scottish Adult Solos happening on the 1st of April in James Young High School in Livingston yeah now in case you aren't already piped and drummed out by that point by the 1st of April also on the 2nd of April then is the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland's celebrationary concert in the Usher Hall in Edinburgh yeah it's called 20 Years Young and the National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland we know but always put on a blistering show so that's definitely one that you should want to attend for more information you can go to the Usher Hall at box office where you can grab tickets and everything or of course just uh, stick it into your search engine National Youth Pipe Band of Scotland you'll find their socials everywhere of course the National Pipe and as well for ticket information this is going to be a show you're not going to want to miss so there you are 2nd of april in the usher hall in edinburgh there you are so that brings you up to the 2nd of april and that's yeah that's a lot there's a lot happening folks in the piping scene so yeah pens down i think that's it for dates for your diary for this week (laughs) so you guessed it at this point then in the show as we now have dates in our diary it's time for us to finally get focused on our topic of the week so yeah you guessed it It's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the Topic of the Week. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, 
Violet and Emerald. The Basin Tenors now come with Georgian Oak hoops which feature their head stress management system and wide mass claws for all round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing and feel amazing. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Time for Topic of the Week, and the entire reason you clicked on this week's episode to begin with. (laughs) Yes, this week we're going to be talking with gold medalist tenor drummer, uh, yeah, Danielle Cooper. And now, we have it on good authority, actually, following International Women's Day, of course, uh, that Danielle was the first woman to actually lift the gold medal tenor drumming at Winter Storm. Yeah. So with such a claim to fame, and yeah, we know she's an incredible tenor drummer in her own right, but we did have to catch up with her and find out how she found the event and what it felt like to lift that gold medal. So without further ado, let's introduce Danielle to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast, a gold medal winner, Danielle Cooper. How are you, Danielle? You well? I'm good. How are you? What's the happening? The best. Uh, well, yeah, making a podcast on a Saturday <laughs> night. <laughs> what but, else would you be doing, really? Exactly, yeah. So before we get into everything, of course, and your gold medal win at Winter Storm, were you watching the New Zealand Nationals? Did you catch any of that? I didn't get a chance to watch any of it yet, no, but I've heard some good little snippets of a few different bands, um, yeah. River Carnival and all that, yeah, sounds good. Uh, yeah, that's all I've spent my weekend doing, so I'm a little bit underslept. So, yeah, this interview might be a bit mad, uh, but, yeah, it's a lot of fun, so I'm sure you'll check that out. Uh, but, yes, we brought you on this week's show to talk to you for a good reason. You are a gold medal winner at Winter Storm. Now, what kind of really piqued my interest, number one, winning it, that's something special. But also, you're the first woman to have won this. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, so, uh, as I've heard from a few different people, I actually didn't know that and then a few different people actually told me that Andrew Elliott being one of them and hmm. Christina and different things a lot of them Aaron yeah I think I the first I think I am the first woman to have won it um but it was great to be playing amongst a lot of good players um yeah it was a great great achievement for me I have to say that and yeah given the field of competitors that you were up against that was quite a challenging day you know what, yeah, what was the is. day like itself for you what was it like um, as I said, that was my first time ever being at the at Kansas City. So um, hmm. I didn't really know what to expect. I had heard from you know a couple, couple of different people how the day would run and, and whatever. It was really run very well. But the actual tenor drumming competition itself was very competitive. And hmm. um, I can't applaud everybody enough for their performances. I sat and watched quite a few of them. Um, and I definitely did think that it was a tough competition to judge. Um, the judges did a really good job. It was it was a hard one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't envy the judges at all. I have no. seen a lot of the performances now because obviously that was months ago. So we've now had a chance to look yeah. at all of them. For that sure. was crazy competition. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's actually different. It's run different to how I would be used to doing co- solo competitions at home. Hmm. Um, they basically bring you in, you play your MSR, and then you walk out of the room, and then you walk straight back in again. So it's... Oh. You play back to back. Right. Um, you don't get the break between the comp- the events. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a new one. That was that, that was different that's for me. That's different. Yeah. So it is literally back to back then. MSR, yeah. horse pipe jig, MSR one after the other. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you it don't was really get. 
pro, pros and cons to it, I guess. But um, you know, you, you're once you're playing, once you're played, you're done. You know, so. Well, that's that's one positive, mm-hmm. I suppose you could say. But you don't get that mental space to kind of uh, that's that over with and on to number two. You're, yeah. It was game on, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Um, and the, the room was the room was full. There was a lot of people watching it. Um, the uh, the atmosphere was very good. I I enjoyed it. Um, but no, you don't. You don't really get a break. But I had two very experienced players beside me, so I. I had a good team around me, so I, it was good fun. Yeah, I was going to say, of course, hobby on snare drum, and I'm sure you guys have put plenty of practice in. I'm sure leading up to this, uh, but who was your yeah. piper there as well, Danielle? Eric Gillette. So he's uh, the pipe major of Ulster Scottish Pipe Band that me, Eric, and Derek are taking to the worlds this year. So very experienced. He also played in Inverary with us for seven years, I guess five yes. five years. He came in a little uh, later than we did, but yeah. Excellent player, excellent teammate, excellent friend, you know, always there, there for go. us. Yeah. So I think at this point in the podcast, we can't go any further without actually hearing the run. So let's have a little clip of your performance then from Winter Storm.
They are superb, Danielle. Honestly, I, I've watched that back a few times now. And all right, I'm going to hold myself out to dry here. I'm a snare drummer slash kind of wannabe piper. I know very little about the tenor drumming world. Can you tell us then about that performance and what a judge is looking for? Yeah, so um, the t- obviously tenor drumming and bass drumming solos have not really been around as long as the drumming and piping solos have been. So I think that people's interpretation can be a little bit different, but from what I understand, solos to be is a little bit of a push the envelope, not doing things differently to what you would do in a band setting. Um, but obviously you're you're being judged yourself, so you don't really have that support of the rest of the band around you. You don't have six or seven other tenor drums to play or a bass drummer to play. So the real the real thing that um, solo drumming tenor drumming in particular is filling in that space where there where there is nothing so um keep, keeping that constant idiom of march to span rail or hornpipe jig um and constantly keeping that empty space to a minimum so less than the bar so like if you would have your bass drummer playing time where you would have a flourish in the band well you need to fit in the time where you you play right. in there where they would be mm-hmm. that's that's I understand it anyway. Yeah, um, so you're no longer standing in a row of six waiting for your two beats in that entire 12 yeah. bars, whatever. Yeah, you now have to fill that time. Yeah, so you're on your you own. Have seven in, in a in a large band, in a grade one band, or how many tenor drums you have, five, six, seven voices mm. on a tenor drum. Now you pretty much play to, to uh, your interpretation as much of it as you can with a certain amount of flourish, ebb and flow and all that business. So um, I guess the judges would be looking for, you know, you're matching the, the score to the drum score, your um, musicality, um, visuals, how you're coming out, flowing out of visuals into playing on the drum. You're striking the drum. Are you getting a good resonance out of the drum? Um, does your drum sound fit in with your piper and drummer? Um different things like that that's a lot Uh, there yeah yeah. so i know obviously tenor drumming is one but possibly the only instrument that has that visual element you know that that's like it's visually spectacular and people watch it for that so how much of you know a solo event like that do you try and mix the two the drumming the actual playing and the visual you know how do you get the right combination well again that's another interpretation i think because a personal a lot thing. Of, yeah it's a personal thing but you don't want a whole a whole part full of flourishing you don't want a whole part full of drumming playing yeah. mm. um you know and in in reality we're drummers first it's not about the flourishing so yeah. um i think some of that and 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 coming moving here is like another change in culture so mm. um I think that's up to interpretation, but in reality, we are drummers first. So the rhythmical aspect of playing in the solos is more important than flourishing. So, and that's how I like to think of when, when I'm creating my scores to play as yeah. solo. Um, so again, you want that little bit of, little bit of both, but there's certain yeah. times where you can't rep, you can't fit what you want to on the drum so maybe you can represent that with a flourish so that's oh okay yeah i get that there you go that's interesting there you go you never know danielle you might have me with a set of tenor sticks (laughs) for the end of the year you never know 
you don't want to go and play in tenor. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I have to say, well, full congratulations, you know, and, and it is, it's an incredible achievement, you know, and especially even being the first woman, you know, that that's something no one can take away from you. Now. So congratulations. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> So, well, rolling on from that, you weren't done on the day. You didn't just like wash your hands and say, that's it. Now I'm a gold medalist. No, you had uh, a go with the bass drumming as well. Now, tell yeah. us about that transition from tenor to bass. Are they similar in any way? Um, similar, but different in different ways, like different technique of holding the sticks uh, mm. and different things like that. Um, bass drumming is, is a lot harder, I I personally have found to realize what you're um what you sound like to other people. So when you're playing when you're playing on the drum, I find it hard to hear what I'm actually playing. I can feel the drum re- resonating, but like how is that coming across to other people? Like mm. I can't it's hard it's a hard concept to get around. So unfortunately my husband had has sat and watched me play in the house and I'm like okay so what does that sound like I don't know what that sounds like <laughs> can you tell me that <laughs> um and I tried to I tried to do things you know outside of the box like doing um roughs and rolls and different things like that different tech te- different technique mm. um obviously playing rolls and roughs and stuff on a tenor is different to playing on a bass um you know same same concept but um different position right yeah um that's it and as you say you're right up in it like your your head's between those two heads and getting that yeah sense of space i guess is difficult to do yeah yeah. Uh, but you've also developed your own voice and you know you said you've used roughs and like i've seen even a few crescendos and stuff there was a lot in there you know for a soloist yeah yeah and and i think that's this become a topical conversation really on in bass drumming and tenor drumming is how how much can we push the boat you know what i mean Mm. but i think that that that's the environment for it you know in doing doing what you you wouldn't do normally in a band setting um you know and um you know filling those spaces i guess that you know normally wouldn't be filled in a band scene you know when the pipers will take a line or something the snare line Mm. might take it and a bass solo you have to take it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was good. it was good fun i really enjoyed playing it um yeah there you go so i ended up with the silver medal so that's not bad not bad at all yeah, yeah. yeah it was, so, uh, and played very well he deserved it it was very it was a great pleasure to play alongside him to be on the podium beside him and both uh, well there you go exactly so i think again at this point we'll hear a little clip of your bass drum solo now so yeah that's inserted here with the magic of editing
So, Danielle, not not a bad weekend's work then in Kansas City. Uh, so you said that was your first winter storm. Is that right? Yeah, that's my first time ever playing there. And I never got a chance to go. Um, I wanted to go in a couple of years before, but it just never happened. So now that I'm a little, I'm a little closer. So <laughs> Aye, a little bit, yeah. It's it's somewhere I've always wanted to go, and I've heard so many stories about it. You know, and one of the things I keep hearing about, and people keep emailing emailing me about it, is the barbecue. Is the barbecue all it's cracked up to be? Yes, it is. It is? <laughs> we we ate a lot of food when we were there. Um, yeah. That kind of was like the other part of the trip. <laughs> uh, you know, drinking and eating and barbecue, that was pretty much, yeah, we did a lot of different places. So we had a group of us, we kind of went around. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Very nice. Very good food. Very good food. I've been told, yeah, I've been told. I, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of food, you might tell. That's why I'm called Big Rab. Uh, so, yeah, I'll have to go and sample this at some point. Yeah. So was there any one particular highlight? Obviously, winning those medals was a huge highlight. But is there anything else from Winter Storm that you believe is a particular highlight for you? Um, I just really enjoyed playing with um, uh, Derek and Eric, to be honest. And I, I mm. really enjoyed it. And that normally I normally don't say that because my I'm my worst biggest critic, but I really enjoyed <laughs> that. And I also enjoyed seeing a lot of people I haven't seen in quite some time. That was the first time mm. back since COVID. So, um, true. you know, yeah. a lot of uh, people that we hadn't seen. So that was that was a really good um, part yeah. of it. Um, yeah, there was um, the results and everything after that. Uh, we had a few drinks and, and all that. It was a bit of a party afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah. So can I ask you then, I, I want to look backwards now. Uh, obviously, you originate from here in sunny Northern Ireland. And uh, did you get your start then with Tully Lagan Pipe Band? Yeah, Tully Lagan's my yeah. family. And, yep, I Go played. on the Lagan. Yeah, we have Go, to do yep. that. Yeah. No, or- up the lagging yeah. oh sorry up the lagging you there you go sorry <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah that's your family band yeah yeah i started playing there when i was uh nine years old um wow. yeah started playing snare actually oh. um but i i also played uh, hockey so mm. i i didn't really have time to go to band so i, I then <laughs> took a pentagram on the side and then like took that took that a little further so then quit the hockey and went back to band um but yeah, yeah pretty much there and played right up till 2014 mm-hmm. um season and then from there i got the opportunity to go play in Inverary. so i played in very 2015 to last year there you are and the rest is history as they say yeah so yeah. you're now currently with the uh, ulster scottish pipe band as well um, yep. You're saying that I, I know the guys are preparing to come over uh, to August. We cannot wait to see you guys on the grass. So how are preparations going at the moment? Um, there is a buzz around the band here. Um, you know, there mm. is a great group of people forming here. Um, you know, the whole band is, it reminds me of, you know, I've been in, I've had the pleasure of being into very much family oriented bands. So like we've yeah. all like, been very, they are my family. Tully Lagan, they are my family. Like you know, so and now I've come here and Ulster is a big family, you know, and so yeah. that's a great environment to be a part of and we're trying trying to create our own really good music and trying to make that you know, it's hard it's harder coming from here <laughs> to go and play at the worlds, you know, you're not not there all the time, you're not 
around the people that you're competing against, you know. So yeah. um it's going good. We're we have we're preparing for the first competition in Norfolk in six weeks. Um right. mm. so their season starts earlier and ends later, but there's kind mm. of more space mm. in between. Um and we're also preparing for a big event coming up in two weeks, um, called the Gathering. We're hosting oh, yeah. a hosting an event. Um, so we're playing at that as well. Um so we're it's all go around here. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, well here I can't wait to see you on the grass for sure. So uh yeah, it's gonna be a busy season for you, no doubt. And then hey, hi, will you be returning to Winter Storm, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Good to do that again. Yeah, well, here, I wish you every success with that. Well, now, I can't let you go. I know we've already shouted Ma on the lagging, so that's contractually (laughs) in the contract. I have to do that. Uh, Otherwise, Andrew Shilday will shout at me. Um, But (laughs) um, I have to say, well, we've already had your sister on the show, Rebecca, of course. And she took up the challenge at the time. She said that she might have the big Rebecca show. Do you remember all of that at the time? I think that was way back, yeah. That was a mm-hmm. long time ago. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. So we just have to give Rebecca a shout in this week's pod. So how are you doing, Rebecca? Oh, hey, Rebecca, say hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, we have to have the big Rebecca show at some point if she's listening. There you go. You can tell her. I, you know, if there's anybody to do it, she would be the one to do it. Absolutely. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so, Danielle, uh, give my best to Derek and to everybody there at the Ulster Scottish. I can't wait to see you on the grass. And again, full congratulations on lifting that gold medal. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Thanks. Yeah, it was great. Thank you, Rab. Thanks. Ah, fantastic stuff there. Thank you, Danielle, for taking time to chat with us here on the Big Rab Show. Honestly, yeah, Winter Storm is one of those events I'm going to have to get to, you know. It just sounds like the best fun. And, uh, yeah, Danielle obviously had the best crack and uh, managing to lift the title along the way, too. Not too shabby. Well done, Danielle. Uh, So, yeah, thank you, everyone. That's pretty much it for this week's episode. Um, If we've mentioned anything that you have any questions, queries on, or if you have any strong opinions on anything we've spoke about on this week's pod, then please do send them in to us. Our email address, as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Come and always as well, don't forget our weekly drone feature. Uh, so yeah, you can go to our website, thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the page, uh, weekly drone. And you can, yeah, let us know your thoughts and opinions uh, completely anonymously. Yeah. Now, I want to address a few questions just before we wrap up this week's podcast. There's been a number of people actually asking for Big Rab Show merch. Now, we don't no longer sell Rab Show merchandise. It's been a while, actually, since lockdown and that all came in. We had stopped selling merch. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's been a while since we've had T-shirts, hoodies, all that sort of stuff. So we haven't really had any Rab Show merch now for a few years. Um, so if that is something that you guys would like, then please do let us know because we are in development again. Uh, we did start developing and designing and everything, but then, of course, uh, lockdown happened and then that all stopped. So we can certainly pick up that again and possibly get some new merch designed if you guys would like it. So if you would like some Rab Show merch, then please do let us know and we'll do our best to make that available for you on our website in the near future. Indeed. Who wouldn't want some Rab Show merch? Indeed. 
And as well as that, again, I would urge you to please go over there to Patreon. And so, yeah, because your support is definitely valued here on The Rab Show. I know it sounds like a bit of a shameless plug and everything, but we are rolling into what will be quite an incredibly busy season this year. And we're going to do our best to try and cover every aspect of it as best as we can. We are heavily reliant upon volunteers to help our show, but we're also reliant on support from you guys through our Patreon, of course, and those of our associated sponsors to try and help keep the wheels turning here and we can bring you the best possible coverage of our piping scene each and every week. So, if you would like to, it's not compulsory, but if you'd like to and you get your hands on all that extra stuff that we're doing there on Patreon, then, yeah, consider going over, clicking on support. There's a link in the show notes here as well, depending on where you're listening. You can click on that and check it all out. And, yeah, every click of support on Patreon, honestly, is very appreciated. And, uh, yeah, it's very valuable to us here in the Rab Show, helping us keep that wheel turning. We really do appreciate it. So, rolling into 2023, the AGM's now behind us, and that word of the week, recurrence, has reared its head here's hoping that next week will be a little bit more positive i guess but uh hey it's still been a cracking podcast and thank you again to danielle for taking time to chat with us here in the pod it, yeah, it was awesome actually great insight and if you do have any further questions for danielle you can always send those into us bigrabshow at gmail.com there you are all right folks that's me i am out the door and i will see you all again next week for even more bagpiping shenanigans here on the rab show podcast yeah we'll see you all next week All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>